What's up, everybody? I'm Sarah. I'm Shauna. I'm Sam. And I'm Bobby. And this is Speaking of Missing Persons. everybody to another episode of Speaking of Missing Persons and welcome to the new listeners. Before we get started on today's episode, a little bit of business. We have another show. Speaking of murders. If you like this, you'll probably like that, so go check it out. Um, we have a Patreon. We're putting out bonus episodes there every other week, so make sure you go check that out. That's linked in the show notes and while you're in the show notes, our socials are all linked there too, so if you want to see pictures associated with today's episode, you can find the links for that in there, uh, Instagram, Facebook, that stuff. Um, don't forget to leave us five stars wherever you're listening. Leave a comment, you know, whatever. Share us with your family, your friends, coworkers, whoever. And if you have a case that you want to hear on the show, send that to our email, speakingofmissingpersons at gmail.com. So today, Sean is going to be telling us about a missing person named Brandon Lawson, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Well, let's let's hop right into it. Let's get going. I'm ready to hear about it. Buckle up. It's a wild ride. Oh, uh, one other thing I forgot to uh, mention. I don't know. Uh, some of the listeners who've been with us for a little while um, heard me talk about YouTube a while ago. Um, we're getting back into that, so those are going up every week. Also on Wednesday, when our normal episode goes up, the the same will go up on YouTube. It's just the audio, so you won't actually be able to see us, but if you prefer to listen there, it's there. Brandon Lawson. Yep. Let's hear about it. Wait. Brandon Lawson. Not to be confused with... Brandon Swanson. Brandon oh, okay. That's Swanson. The, I, I did get confused. I was like, didn't we already talk about Brandon Lawson? No, we talked about Brandon Swanson. Swanson. Okay. And I'm t- I told both. I'm telling both. Okay. Well, let's, yeah. Tell me about Brandon Lawson. I'm ready to hear it. Brandon was a 26-year-old father of four living in Coke County, Texas. Okay. Around this time, he had come off of a six month what's the word I'm looking for bender no he he had relapsed after six months on meth so he had used meth recently within this time period okay so he was clean for six months yes that there we go (laughs) you couldn't think of the word clean (laughs) listen (laughs) listen Linda it's been a long day (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so he was clean for six months and had recently used again. Yes. All right. Relapsed. Yes, relapsed. Also, around this time, so he, technically he had a warrant out for his arrest and had had this warrant for about two years. His warrant was for possession with intent to deliver. Okay. So he was selling. Or at least 
he, he had, had enough, enough that they thought he was that he looked like he was which, he from what i understand actually isn't uncommon for people who are heavy users to have enough on them that police think that they're distributing but they're just using that much right and like i said this warrant had been active for two years prior to the events that are happening gotcha it was also said that he was trying to get it taken care of so there's that he had worked over 60 hours this week the the, within this week that we're talking about (laughs) before he had stayed out all night and then when he returned home on august 8th 2013 to his home in San Angelo, Texas, that he lived with his girlfriend, who were high, they were high school sweethearts of 10 years. Her name is Ladessa Lofted. They had gotten into a huge fight over the fact that he had stayed out all night, to where she had ultimately accused him of using drugs again. Well, I mean, I, mean, I think that's valid. A, Don't blame her. Yeah, reasonable thing to right. assume. They, after this argument, Brandon was just sick of it, and he decided that he was going to storm out of the house. At 11.30 p.m., Brandon had called his dad to tell him that he was on his way to come stay the night with him. This was a three and a half hour drive in Crowley, Texas, like to Crowley, Texas, where his dad lived. That's a long way to go just to spend the night with somebody. I mean, if he doesn't have anybody else, though. Oh, but he does. Okay, never mind. I retract that. He, so we called his dad at 1130. I don't know if they sat on the phone for a little while because he wouldn't actually leave his house in his silver F-150 until 1154 p.m. So he's leaving his house at like roughly midnight to make a three-hour drive. Yeah, you ain't spending the night. You're spending the morning. Yeah. While on his way to his dad's house, Ladessa called him and was like, hey, listen. If you don't want to come home, that's fine. But how about you go stay at your brother Kyle's house instead? He's closer, being only five miles away. Okay. Yeah, that plus seems he's... reasonable. Plus he's going on barely any sleep already. Right. Yeah, but I mean, that might not be reasonable if he doesn't have a good relationship, like a good standing relationship with the brother. I wouldn't have thought of that either. Like... If I don't get along with my brother, but I do my dad, I'm going to drive the three hours, regardless of if my brother is right next door. I don't know if that's the case or not, but like, because it seems like they have a pretty decent relationship. I think it was more or less, he didn't want to bother him, if that makes any sense. That's how it came off. I don't know, because if I was pissed off and I was going somewhere at midnight, I would know Samantha was asleep. I would know you were awake, but I would probably still drive to Samantha's just because it's closer. I get that. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. After this phone call, Brandon turned his truck around, putting him in the direction of his brother's house, but he could have also just been taking the long way around to his dad's. No one really knows on whether or not he was actually listening to Ladessa or not. On August 9th, at 12.30 a.m., Brandon calls his brother Kyle to say that he had ran out of gas. He said his truck was on the side of the highway of U.S. Route 277 in between San Angelo and Bront, Texas. He was 
about 30 minutes away from the closest gas station in Bront, Texas. And the way his truck was parked, it was kind of parked sideways, so it was blocking the right-hand lane on the highway. And the way that I pictured this highway was it was a two-lane highway type of deal. It never did say, but that's how they made it sound. Okay. And it was a big-ass truck, so he couldn't rightfully, you know, like, move it himself. Kyle said Brandon, over the phone call, told him that three, he he used a bad word. Where? It's Route 277. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I know it's not funny, but it is. I mean, like, he used, like, a, a bad word as in describing people, not like he said fuck over the phone or something. <laughs> it's the fact that you said he he said a bad word and I'm like <laughs> do you not remember the shit you just told me on Monday? Like <laughs> listen. <laughs> like he said a derogatory word. Like a racial slur? Yes, oh, a racial okay. slur. But it's okay. the <laughs> word that they use in this quote I cannot pronounce. Expletives. Okay. Cuss words. Except he wasn't, because he was talking about, basically, three Mexicans are chasing me out of town. That is what he's telling Kyle. Except he said he was calling them derogatory names over the phone. Okay. Okay. We got you. Kyle then, for, like, clarification, said that he was talking about, like, the Mexicans in the neighborhood. I guess they were not friends. Kyle... Ask Brandon straight up. He's like, hey, are you on drugs? Like, did you take, did you you do drugs before you left the house? Because he's like, this makes no sense to Kyle. Like, he's like, why are you yelling that these Mexicans are chasing you down a highway? Like, that makes no sense. And Brandon completely denied hallucinating or taking drugs, but he was like begging Kyle to hurry to get to him. He's like, please just fucking come here with gas. Like, please. So then Kyle calls Ladessa to let her know what's happening. She tells Kyle, hey, I'll leave a gas can out on the front porch for you. Just swing by, pick it up. Then she plugs her phone in, in the truck, her truck. Then she goes in, takes a shower, and goes to sleep. Because she said Brandon took the only working wall charger. So she plugged it in to charge her cell phone. But would it charge with the truck not on? Some of them do. It depends on the vehicle. So Kyle, his wife, and four-year-old daughter get in their truck and drive to Brandon and Lesdessa's house and pick up the gas can. They then drive to a gas station where Kyle realizes that his direct deposit hadn't been, like, hadn't gone through yet, so he can't pay for gas. So he's like, well, fuck it. I'll just drive to Brandon, pick him up, We'll go to the gas station. He can pay for the gas. We'll come back. We'll pick up his truck. Makes sense. Yeah. While Kyle's doing all this, he is trying to call Brandon. But, like, the connection is just spotty as fuck. So he would, like, get a hold of him, and they would maybe be on the phone for, like, 30 seconds to a minute, and the call would drop, or Kyle or Brandon would be like, I gotta go, or whatever. So while Kyle's doing all this and trying to get a hold of Brandon to tell him what's going on. At two at twelve fifty AM, Brandon made a call to nine one one and the dispatch picks up 
in Robert Lee, Texas. Now, they were so, like, understaffed that all of their 911 calls were actually going to a nursing home. And the overnight nursing home employees were picking them up. That's weird. Makes sense. Okay, yeah, totally makes sense. I mean, if they're understaffed and you have these people that are there overnight. overnight just to make sure nothing bad happens at this nursing home, you have them answer 911 calls. Yeah, I don't know, but... Wait, so they were using the employees at the nursing home as dispatch? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Don't you have to be trained for that? Not always. You're just answering a phone and saying, do you need police, fire, or ambulance? Pretty much, and giving them a short description on what's going on, and that they're, they're like, hey, this person needs this over, like, radios to the cops. I don't, okay. Especially in a small town? Uh, I don't know. So, this dis- the dispatcher that got the call from Brandon said that it was a, just a lot of incoherent statements just right together. Quote, Brandon is saying, yes, I'm in the middle of a field. It went unaudible. Pulled some guy over right here towards Albaline on both sides. My truck ran out of gas. There's one car here. The guy is chasing me. It went inaudible. Into the woods. Please hurry. Then the call dropped. So this dispatcher, this is why they should be trained, never reported this to a cop. That's why I, like, I didn't, I feel like you have to go through a a course to dispatch. Yeah, I get that. I understand both sides. Yes, they should be trained in some way, shape, or form. But at the same time... It's like there's lots of colleges in small towns that have security guards that are not trained as security. They're just dudes walking around with a flashlight. Like, they've had no formal training. I know. In small towns, like, where we, our parents grew up... You can be an EMT without any freaking training. I know, which is weird. Basically, he ended the call by, like, asking, she's, because I heard it, the dispatch goes, do you need an ambulance? And he goes, no, I need a cop. And then the call dropped. And she didn't send one. Six minutes later, though, a different person at this dispatch would pick up a call from a trucker that said hey this truck is parked hazardly hazardly hazardously i don't know on the side of the highway i almost hit it because like i said it was obstructing the right lane right and so then that dispatcher would send out a police officer yeah that's hazardous to the public smetha <laughs> let's not send a cop to the guy yelling incoherently that he needs a cop, but let's send out a cop to a truck blocking the lane on the highway. Well, at least the cop's on his way. I mean, Except for the cop doesn't know what the fuck he's looking for. Like, at all. He just I mean, he's looking for a, a truck. truck. That's it. Pass, it's parked haphazardly in the street. I'm just going to say, if he's on meth, does meth really create this much drama i don't know because in my understanding uh, you know you see people who are on meth and heroin passed out in cars with their kids in the back seat like i don't like literally passed out in the middle of streets yeah like i don't know i've never done it i didn't think it made you hallucinate like acid i don't think that it's the hallucinations it's like literally frying your brain yeah paranoia it 
your brain is so fucked up from constant use of it that it can't make a coherent thought or piece things together in a a way that makes sense. A lot of people that I have witnessed on meth, they talk out their ass. Like, they are speaking gibberish the majority of the time. Like, you have no fucking clue. And they have weird-ass outbursts of shit. Like, they just yell things at you that don't make any sense. Okay, well, we have no proof he was actually on meth. Right. We just know that he was a drug addict, got clean, relapsed. We don't know what was actually happening. Okay. As soon as Brandon hung up the phone with 911, so for that six minutes, he is repeatedly calling Ledessa. Like, just repeatedly. But But again, her phone's in the truck. Her phone's in the truck. At the same time, Brandon's calling Ledessa. Kyle is calling Brandon. So no one's calls are going through. Gotcha. Kyle's girlfriend or wife, she was also calling Brandon. Like, so Kyle would call her and then she would call, call him. So, like, they were, like, back and forth just trying to get a hold of Brandon. And no one's calls were going through. At 12.57 a.m., Brandon called his neighbor, but the neighbor didn't answer. Because I... Everyone assumes that he called the neighbor to be like, hey, go wake up Ledessa. Right. I need to talk to her. But the neighbor didn't pick up. Then he tried to call Kyle back, but the connection was too spotty that it wouldn't go through. So he is literally standing, like, in a field, just with the worst fucking cell phone connection possible. I mean, looking at the that stretch of highway between Abilene and San Angelo... It looks pretty rural. Like it's. It was said that there's houses on this stretch, but they were used as like vacation homes. So at the point that this is happening, no one would have been there, like in any of these places. Right. So none of the calls are going through, but the neighbor tried to call Brandon back three times in a row. Those calls wouldn't go through. So this is a whole fucking bullshit of just tr- a game of phone tag that. Nobody can get through to the other person. Basically, at 1.04 a.m., the dispatcher called Brandon back, and he didn't answer, so they left the voicemail. Five minutes after the dispatch tried to call Brandon, he would call Kyle three more times, but none of them would go through. So we, we know that he is alive at this point. By the time Kyle had made it to Brandon's truck, a cop was already there. Now remember... Kyle knows that Brandon has a warrant out for his arrest. So, basically what happens is Kyle pulls over. He's like, yo, this is my brother's truck. He might have just started walking down the road to a gas station. He got tired of waiting on me. He might have just started walking. So, Kyle is trying to kind of get this cop to leave because he doesn't know that Brandon called the cops. So, at 1.19 a.m., is the last time Brandon would answer the phone. It would just start going straight to voicemail. But right before that, at 1.18, Kyle had been on the phone with Brandon while the cop was standing there, and he said that he sounded out of breath and told him that he was bleeding. He also said, I can see you. I'm right here. So Brandon is telling Kyle that he can see him. Weird. So... Then Kyle's like, oh, well, I, you know, my brother says that he can see us. So they started looking and found nothing. So 
Kyle, that's when he had the thought. Oh, maybe it's because he has a warrant out for his arrest. Maybe if I get this cop to leave, he'll come out. Kyle, his wife, got in their truck and drove a little ahead up the road so that they were out of the cop's view and then waited for 30 to 45 minutes for the cop to leave. They went back after the cop had left and they get out and they're like, hey, cop's gone. Come out. No Brandon. Kyle decided, hey, I'm going to leave the gas can. I'm going to take the wife and the kid home. It's fucking almost 2 o'clock in the morning. Right. So that's what he does. At 3 a.m., he's still trying to call Brandon. Kyle is getting absolutely nowhere. It's going to voicemail. At about 5 a.m., Kyle picked up one of his friends, and they went back to Brandon's truck. And then they started walking along the highway to see if they could find Brandon. Like, he said he was bleeding, maybe he's stuck somewhere, like, we'll find him. Something. They found nothing. It's weird to me that a cop would just leave this truck blocking the highway. They don't. It just takes them a while to get someone out there. So, around 4 a.m., though, Ledessa finally got her phone. She tried to call Brandon. When he didn't answer, she called Kyle instead. She got filled in on what happened that night, which was crazy. And she was, like, absolutely devastated by this news, but I don't know why, but she didn't report a missing until 9 a.m. So it took her five hours well, just to report a missing. maybe because they were looking for him on well, the side of the highway. You know what? You're right. Maybe. Yeah, I guess when the they didn't find him, they're like, Look yeah. more in the light. Yeah. And they still don't find him. Yeah. Yeah. By 8 a.m., the truck was towed. So it was like, yeah, Kyle for talked a small to town, they probably couldn't find a 24 hour tow company. True. So at four, Ladessa figures out what happened. By five, Kyle and his friend are walking the highway. By eight, the truck's picked up. By nine, he's reported missing. And all of his stuff was gone the keys, the phone, the wallet, all of it was wherever the fuck Brandon was, or so they thought. Gotcha. They, so, after the truck was picked up and he was reported missing, the officer that went to the scene the night before went back and started looking and saw nothing. Not even blood. So, they're like, well, if he was bleeding, where? Because, like I said, there were houses there, but no one was in them. They're like, well, if anything had been stepped on, moved, whatever, we would know. It would be visible. So, where the fuck is this guy if he was in all of these fields? They believe, they believed for a long time that Brandon, basically because he had cash in his 401k from the job that he was working to start because he was starting a new job that following Monday. They think that he had just walked away, like he was done being a family man, done with Ledessa, done with all of that. But Ledessa said that she didn't think so because he had literally gotten, one, a paycheck that day and his bank accounts and all of that haven't been touched. And she said that he, she doesn't even think that he actually got the check for the 401k yet. Because that well, would take time. Well, not only that, but why the hell would he call her over and over right. and over and over? Why would and any... And call his neighbors. Right. Like, why would he want to get a hold of people so fucking badly that he'd be like, you know what, fuck it, I'm done. Bye. He wouldn't. Over the years, several searches were put together to find Brandon, and they came up with nothing. Until February 2022, where Brandon had possible, where Brandon went missing, they found human remains that could possibly and potentially be Brandon Lawson's. 
All right. But as of August 2022, they still haven't actually gotten around to releasing if they were. They're probably still being tested. They do believe that they are Brandon's because they were found with clothes they believe he was wearing. But again, it could be someone completely different or his clothes could have gotten ripped. And if they've done so many searches over this entire area, how the fuck are they just now finding them? It is weird. Especially if he was, cl- was he, was oh, it found were- close by where his truck was? Yes. Like, it was pretty much exactly where he told fucking Kyle he was, which was 10 minutes down the road and looking at him. And I wonder what happened, like, what, if that is him, I'd be interested to know what, like, he died from. Yeah. Um, I wonder if he got hit by a car. Maybe. Like, sideswiped by a car. And that's why he said to the dispatcher, there's one car stopped. Yeah, but he said, this guy's chasing me. Well, maybe he hit him, like, accidentally hit him with the car, and the guy was trying to chase him down to see if he was okay. Yeah, and he's yeah. all drugged out. Drugged and out and freaked out. After him. And thinks, I mean, it's entirely possible. This case really caught my attention because of how active he was during going missing. Like, he it was very weird, especially if his body wasn't found until, let's, 2014 to 2022 it was 2013 to two yeah so nine years nine, nine years, years it later. laid pretty much exactly where he said he was yeah which is crazy like how did they not stumble upon him like yeah how did they at not all? smell him 10 minutes away from where the truck was sitting if that's him if yeah i mean that's that could be someone totally different right yeah by 2022, the Facebook page for Brandon had hit 26,000 likes. So go check that out. Do your own research on Brandon Lawson. Maybe give them some clues if you have any. Like I said, he was 26 at the time of his disappearance. And literally the only other information I could find on him was that he was 5'9". If you have any information, please call the police department in Texas. Again, it didn't tell me which one. Just, I'm pretty sure it's Bront, Texas Police Department at 325-453-2717. All right. Wow. Yeah, I'm super curious how it took them nine years to... Yeah. But... I mean... And you know what? We, We really need to wait and see if that is him or not. Yeah, because if that's not him, then I mean that would be, that opens a whole other yeah, can of something, right? Other issue. But my thought was it's possible that he was being chased by somebody. They did murder him, but they dumped him later. They could have, yeah, yeah it's possible. in the same spot. Yeah. All right. Well, if you enjoyed today's episode, let us know. Send something to our email. Leave a comment. Leave us five stars. Don't forget to hit the follow button so you don't miss any episodes in the future. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to the Patreon. It's linked in the show notes. Get those bonus episodes. Anyone have any final thoughts? Nope. No. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. 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 Bye.